this is Luscious Lou, and I listen to the Comic Syndicate. If you love comics, you'll be in bed. Listen to the Comic Syndicate. If movies make you contemplate, science will accommodate. Twitter for communication at Comic Syndicate 1. I was drowning in a sea of podcasts, and I found the one I need at long last. Book reviews, the news and sentiments. It's more than anyone can ask for. Comic Comic Syndicate Podcast. Comic Syndicate Podcast. Comic Syndicate Podcast. Yeah. 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 Comic Syndicate Welcome to another episode of the Comic Syndicate. Check them out at thecomicsyndicate.podbean.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And now, here are your hosts, Josias. Welcome to the Comic Syndicate, episode 324. I'm your host, Josias, at ForTheVillain on Twitter, at Comic underscore Syndicate on Instagram. This is going to be a long fucking show, guys. <laughs> Hold on tight. Uh, let's hit it like we normally do, what we spoke about 100 episodes ago. This week at For the Villain. Ooh, here we go. Episode 224, we entitled Hashtag Worse Than Vader. This week at For the Villain is joined by R.G. Flores as we chat about what we spoke about 100 episodes ago. Comics giveaway for Vader number 23. New top 10 list of the show in the past 30 days. And happy birthday to us slash me. That's fucking funny. I believe this was the eighth, oh my god, the eighth year uh, anniversary for the Comic Syndicate when we recorded. Um, so I was going through numbers way back then. I recorded this one August 7, 2018, uh, when Adam and I first released our first episode was like preseason football in 2013. So it was our five-year anniversary, I guess. Uh, so slash birthday. Slightly hit deep dives and rabbit holes. Gives a few updates and launch date. Gives some thank yous as well. Then at For the Villain finally hits comic talk with a comic review for Marvel Venom number four. Donnie Cates is a writer. Ryan Stegman was the artist. J.P. Mayer was the colors. Uh, that was episode 224. And four days after that, Saturday, August 11th, uh, we drop a deep dives and rabbit holes hashtag be Voltron this week at RG Flores and at for the villain tackle the question. This one was a really good episode, by the way, guys, uh, if you guys can find this one, please do. Cause I'm very curious. Uh, I know we got a lot of good feedback when we dropped this one. Is it better to be book smart or street smart? As we go through our list and defend each side with pros and cons for both. We then go over a brief breakdown from the Minds Journal, Book Smart versus Street Smart, or both. The two important aspects of smartness. Then jump in and break down a brief survey that gauges where we stand on the spectrum of both, with a percentage leaning towards either side. So it was a link I put up that people could take surveys of. And depending on how you answer these questions, you're either going to align on one side book smart or street smart and then we ask which side do you think you are and is that a good thing or a bad thing this one was really cool the uh, topic talking point and again the feedback for this one i do remember was great like i had a lot of book smart friends saying like 
dude, I'm book smart, but I don't think it's all that great just to be one thing. I believe my theory and my thought of it was I am book smart, yes, but I'm fucking street smart like a motherfucker too. So to land on both sides of the spectrum when where you have that is probably the best you can do. Um, and a lot of people were also telling me, well, I went to college and spent so much money for an education and I'm not doing a goddamn thing with it. So this one was a very interesting one. Now, just being street smart alone is not good <laughs> either. But um, yeah, if you guys are curious about this, if you guys have never heard it, it's episode 224.1 Deep Dives and Rabbit Holes, hashtag be Voltron. All right. And it'll make sense, the title. I always like to toss out witty uh, title. So, all right, guys, uh, continuing on, let's hit some bullet points and shout outs. First one's going to be, oh, Sarah, oh, Sarah, oh, Sarah, uh, Sarah Kitson is, uh, I cracked the fuck up at Butterbean. Great show as usual, Butterbean. Thank you. I don't know if you prefer answers to your questions of the week on your post or DMs. Either way, I don't mind sharing, discussing, but here goes. I do not like to fight. I try to stay away from it. Sure, I fought my older brothers a lot, but also I had a horrible experience when I when I when I was six, where I was beaten pretty badly while my hands were pinned down, so I couldn't do anything. It was bad. Yeah, sir, this sounds rough, dude. I'm glad you gave that precursor. You don't mind me reading this normally. It's like when it's this personal. It's like fuck, dude. I don't want to betray you, your trust, or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it was bad ever since I tell everyone not to try to scare me or run up behind me because my re reaction becomes very Cobra Kai strike first strike hard. No mercy. I accidentally hit a friend in the throat <laughs> once. I, that's just funny to me. Throat puncher, uh, in the throat once and almost injured her. My, I smashed her larynx. Um, my reaction scare me because I feel I could do some serious damage without thinking. Martial arts has actually helped with this. A more refined weapon uh, of pain, maybe, Sarah, is what you are. Uh, it's a form of movement. I'm a dancer that I've grown to love and catch on to, and it's calm me a bit if I'm in a sticky situation. No, I don't want to fight, but I will if I have to. Uh, and yeah, that was her response. You know what? Fuck me, same dude. I'm also a weapon of pain. Um, I just... I go for the jugular, but you literally go for the jugular. I'm going to wrap back around to Sarah in a bit. Uh, next shout out, Andrew Lewis. I just texted him just to see how he's doing. He said, I'm doing good, man. Thanks a lot. Just to let you know, your last uh, episode uh, story was spooky as fuck. So speaking of the uh, spooky sport, spooky sport, spooky story talk of, of week three. Actually, this is going to be week three, but, um, I have a really gnarly story today. So that's why it's going to be a long show. I read quite a bit and I'm going to try to figure, figure out what I need to ax, uh, this particular show. Um, cause shit's going to get axed this one. Next, uh, bit of shout outs is going to be, uh, Lynn, I think mentioned she's, she has, she's been banking up like five episodes. I don't know. While we're at it, how do you guys listen to podcasts? Like normally I don't like to bank up so many. I like to have a plethora of podcasts to listen to in a week. I took the last two days off and I'm going to go into that right now too. But um, yeah, last two days off. So it's Tuesday, Tuesday, October 17th today. And there's nothing, I mean, there's a few other things, but there's nothing I'd rather be doing on, on my birthday day off proper than recording and doing something I love doing. Um, 
I'll go into that in a bit. Okay, so uh, last bits of shout-outs. Weird Street Podcast with Jacob Medina and his wife, Eva. They put on a great show. Uh, please find them. Back to Surrogate Sinis. Uh, she has her own No Not Another One podcast hosted by her and Derek. It's a great fucking podcast, dude. Uh, the last two episodes of theirs, they've been talking strictly Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from across the spans of the movies. Not necessarily the cartoons, but they have hit it. Uh, the comic books, uh, the, the movies, the original movies from the late 90s, and even last episode, they went into the Michael Bay movies. I love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles world. Uh, I love the mythos. I love the stories. I love the comics. Uh, the last comic I read proper was the crossover IDW between them and the Ghostbusters, which was really good. And the art in those is amazing. Now, these <laughs> I really enjoyed their last two episodes. The last one in particular was really fucking funny. Uh, please find them. Subscribe to them. They are a pop culture podcast. And they encompass everything, not just one particular thing. So they are going to review and go over, completely dissect uh, the last Ronin which is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle title that I read trade paperback a while back. And honestly, I'm rereading um, the the trade in digital format right now. I believe I'm, fuck, I'm on issue number five, which is the last issue. It's pretty much the turtles and Master Splinter die, or they're murdered, they're massacred. And only one remaining turtle is left, and that's the reveal is, is, is a huge part of the story. And um, it's good. It's it's the art's amazing. It's beautiful. It's worth checking out. So I will just want to be refreshed when they drop their new episode, which is going to be strictly spoiler country for the last Ronin. Which again, please find and pick up and read if you guys can. If you guys want to know where to find the trade paperback on digital, please let me know. And last but not least. Uh, my boy Adam Garza, dude, I love you, man. The Comics and Tortillas podcast is the only comic book proper podcast I listen to. Hosted by Adam, Hector, and Ben. They sound great together. Uh, the flow they have is great. Adam has gotten so much better as a host and to lead it than, than honestly, than you ever were with me. Adam, I know that sucks to say, but it's a huge compliment to you. I miss having you on the show, and, and hopefully I can have you back on soon. Just to hit it like we normally do, man. All right, any more... No. Okay, let's hit it today real quick, uh, October 17th. So I'm going to tell you guys an odd story, and this is probably going to make the show go a little bit longer, but I really needed to share this. So last year, October 17th, I normally take my birthday off so I can have... If it's not on the weekend, I just want to not be working either job. So last year, I, of course, requested off. It was on a Monday, and the only thing I wanted to do last year was see my pops who was in the hospital and he was jumping from hospitals getting sent back to hospitals to care facilities and he just got worse and worse and worse and the doctors fuck, at several of these places were just fucking terrible and gave us so much misinformation about things that were going on and my dad would tell us he how he's not doing so great and how the doctors are not doing so great for him and um, and the doctors would tell us, yeah, he's not right in the head. And very much bullshit because um, I went over to see him. And uh, uh, he asked me, hey, Mijo, how are you doing? Good, Pops, how are you doing? 
So we're just talking, catching up, and he's not in the right headspace, is what the doctors say. He doesn't know what's going on. He can't communicate. Just a bunch of bullshit. I'm good, Pops. How you doing? Good. Mijo, what's today? It's a Monday, Dad. No, what's the date? Uh, it's October 17th, Dad. And he just lights up, smiles at me, and says, Happy birthday, Mijo. Um, last year. Now, this year... Um, Yesterday, I got to see my nephew, and it's going to make weird sense because the weird, just the world works in, in weird fucking ways sometimes. My sister, Leah Beth, had her, her baby, Johnny Alexander, six, six weeks ago. This past Saturday, he turned six weeks on the dot. And this, this baby, this, this kid, um, my nephew, was, <laughs> It was three months, uh, about nine, oh, fuck me, dude, uh, 11 weeks to 12 weeks premature. Uh, the weird and, and funny and odd thing was when my sister found out she was pregnant, and the, the due date was, was initially 11-20 of this year, no, November, and that weird because that's the same day uh, my dad passed, so... The kid was supposed to be born on my on, on the day my dad passed, which was gnarly in itself. And the fact that this kid is born premature and a year just about to the date, um, we're able to hold him. And I went to go visit him like I always do on the weekends, any time off. And we're finally able to hold the little guy. So... The time is just bizarre and trip how things work out. Like, I don't like celebrating my birthday. I know that sounds weird. Uh, I love celebrating people. I love doing things for people. Uh, I associate my birthday with not the best, not the best times. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll, I'll go into those, you know, throughout the years on, on why. Doing this podcast is is therapeutic for me. It's it's always been therapeutic. Little did I know, but the more I would do things and say things and talk about things and and go through my thought processes of where I was at a time, this show has always helped me out. Again, therapeutically, um, emotionally, and, and you know it's it's a great outlet. I'm not hurting anyone, and hopefully, I'm helping more people than than I'm hurting. And I don't want to make anyone sad, but I, I know I've come across shows, and you guys have hit me up like, "Fuck that! That was a good one. You hit me in a way I wasn't expecting. Um, I wasn't expecting you to be that vulnerable, and I don't like being vulnerable. I, I hate being vulnerable, but I know it's okay." For me to, to be that way, you know, I just turned 43 and I've been a pussy the past fucking probably six years of my life. Like things make me cry. I'm more emotional. I always wear my emotions on, on my sleeve, but now it's a different form of that. And and again, not a bad thing. I think more of us should be that way in, in our lives. And um, yeah, so to be able to, to record on my birthday, first of all, is great and to to spend it with you guys is also great. And to share the story about my nephew yesterday and my dad from a year ago. Like just again how time and things work out oddly is crazy and beyond me. But um, I thought I would 
share those two stories in particular or that story in particular about the birthday and uh and everyone back back to the birthday today like a lot of you guys have already hit me up uh lupa eric dude i I haven't got a chance to text you back yet you literally texted me about an hour ago um sarah uh, lupa lynn uh you guys are fucking rad that you guys reach out and and just I love you guys. You guys rock, and um, I do appreciate you guys always. Fuck me. I normally, I know if I hit 20 minutes going through uh, bullet points and shout-outs, it's going to be a long show, and I knew it was going to be a long show. I normally like to keep these shows under an hour, and I'm, I'm probably going to hit a good 59 minutes at least today. Um, Yeah, I didn't mean to get so emotional there and, and but uh, I don't mind. I, I love you guys, too. I don't mind sharing that. All right. Let's hit a spooky story talk now, and then I'll go through my question of the week right now. All right. Spooky story talk. Let's find you real quick, and there you are. Okay. This is going to be a story that also happened to me. So if you guys thought last week's was freaky, could have been freaky, could have not been, and then I was able to break down what it was I might have seen, what apparition I might have seen. And I tried to explain my way out of it. Dude, maybe you're just fucking tired. You're a kid with an active imagination. And maybe you're just identifying this thing with uh, the the haunted mansion. You know, uh, the the tarot card reader or the homegirl with her head in a glass jar. I'm going to do the same thing this one. I'm going to explain this one. I'm going to debunk this story too. This is a personal experience I went through. This one happened when I was in junior high school, so I was about 13 to 14 years old at least, around that pocket window. Now, this one, I shared my my room at the time. My parents were separated. I shared my room with uh, my younger brother, Ray, and my dad. So it was uh, three of us in a room. We each had our own bed. And at the time, I just slept on a mattress. And I believe my brother slept on a mattress, too. My dad was only with, like, a bed frame. But... I'm going to go into so much shit right now about young Josiah. This is going to be interesting. And this is what I'm saying. It helps therapeutically like look back and think about what the fuck happened <laughs> in your life, Josiah. Um, so this was a Saturday. I believe it was a Saturday. It definitely wasn't a school day. Um, I really didn't ditch school at this time. So it had to have been, you know, in junior high, especially in junior high, I didn't, I didn't really ditch. And, and when I did, it wasn't just to go home to, to take a nap. I, this particular story again, um, I don't recall anyone being home at this, this time. Um, I do remember maybe me, my younger brother Ray was with me, possibly. And it had to have been a Saturday. Like, you know, my dad was a workaholic. I wonder where I get it from, and um, I'm pretty sure Homeboy was at his office. Dude was always at the office if he wasn't home. Like, there's nothing else my dad would be doing. He'd be in Vegas besides that, but when he would go to Vegas, he would take us to Vegas with him. Um, So maybe I woke up early for, like, Saturday morning cartoons, and I don't know, maybe about 10 or 11, you know? Little Josiah is just pooped out by, like, 10 or 11 after Saturday morning cartoons. So I was still a little, little chubby Josiah at the time. Um, I used to call myself fat. Uh, I was a fat little butterball kid. Um, people look at and see those old pictures and like, you're so cute. I was so not. Uh, family would say, nah, you're husky. And it's like, no, I'm I'm fat. Like, I'm a chubby kid. Like, not feeling bad for myself. But like, just that was little Josiah's. Little rambunctious little chubby bastard. 
So anyways, uh, watching Saturday morning cartoons, take a nap, and just, yeah, little decides, decides to take a nap. Uh, I've never really been a back sleeper, so I've never really slept on my back. And now come to think of it, and as I'm writing this and telling you guys and gathering my thoughts together because I'm trying to be precise as I can. Um, I, want, I remember I was not feeling well, so I don't even remember. It was either a headache or stomach ache. It had to have been a headache because whenever I have a headache or migraine, even as adult, an adult now, I tend to just want to take a nap. And sometimes it's hard to take a nap, but I just need to close my eyes because the light, bright lights, you know, any any light really just fucking kills me and intensifies it more, which I'm pretty sure you guys all can relate to. Okay, so the thing is, I end up crashing out finally. Could not tell you how long I was out or asleep for. So during this time of my life, I still really didn't have a grasp of time like I do now. Like I always know what time it is. Even without a watch, I, I'm aware of time and how much time I have. Especially in my busy life, I need to figure out and fit in as much as, as I can do in a day, in a time span. <laughs> like I'm just that fucking weirdo guy but i mean if you guys know the show you guys know me and time so um i'm asleep i'm laying on my back and this is where the experience happens i don't know how long i was asleep for i crashed out on my back little chubby chubster josias never slope on slope slept on my back um so when i wake up it was a sudden wake a jolt so what i felt was like someone crouching above me and almost forcefully with two hands press hardly and firmly down on my chest, waking me up, freaking me the fuck out. Uh, the pressure was so great that when I, when I felt this force, I, I woke up, but it also jolted me. Like I lifted my head up a good, like six inches off the bed. So I just want to paint the picture for you guys. So I wake up. And as soon as I wake up, I felt that, and, and I was just, I don't know. I, 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 I lost my breath. Um, I could not move this thing, whatever it was, was this jolt, this force, this pressure, whatever you want to call it. Once I was able to open my eyes and I was awake, um, I was completely awake that this force is, this pressure is still holding me down. My eyes are open. I cannot fucking breathe. And I could not move to save my life. I didn't see anything at all. I'm just literally staring at the ceiling. And this is the only time I've felt something like this in, in my life. Especially as a kid. Like I've never, never felt this. So freaking balls now. <laughs> I had zero idea what the fuck to do and just being scared shitless. Um, I don't know. By this point, 10 seconds have lapsed maybe, which sounds like forever because I used to wrestle and I know five seconds is an eternity. Like I'm good with time. Um, now to think about it. Okay. So my dad was a pastor. My dad was a minister. So go, growing up, we went to church a lot. You know, every Sunday we'd be at church and I'm going to give you guys more context just to give you guys a breakdown. And I'm still going to debunk this story and 
tell me if <laughs> tell me if I'm right or wrong about this. So, anyways, we were we were church going people. I knew Bible scriptures, I knew verses, and at this moment, I had zero idea which verse, scripture, or words to say that would even help me out at this moment at all. Like I had enough time to think, but I didn't couldn't think of again any Bible scriptures, verse scenes to help me out in in this situation and the first thing that came to my head and as a kid i i knew these and i'm gonna try to do it one more time uh so we feel this jolt this pressure holding me down i'm wide awake i'm scared shitless uh i can't breathe and and the only thing I can think to shoot is Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First and Second Samuel, First and Kings, First and Second Chronicles, Everything, Nehemiah, Esther, Job. So the books of the fucking Bible is the first thing that I'm, and I'm shooting out all of the Old Testament, just the books of the Bible, and that's all it is. As Job, Psalm, Proverbs, because yes, Psalms of Solomon, Isaiah, and it sounds like I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> it sounds like I'm crazy. Genesis, Exodus, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, going through and spitting out, shooting out the fuck out of the books of the Bible. Like, that's all I did. By the time I got to, geez, the last ten, rounding up the books of the Bible, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malik, when I'm grounding up this pressure is finally receding and i'm finally able to get my, my breath back like it's still there but i'm still like uh, it's still there and it's the pressure's there but it's slowly again receding i'm able to breathe again and even though it's receding i go off one more time now slower genesis Exodus, Leviticus, with my breath, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua. So reading the books, saying the, the books of the Bible again. Reading off the books of the Bible. Um, and don't know how far I got the second time around, but with the, the pressure now gone. And that <laughs> that's what, what helped me in this situation. Now the debunking of of it. Look, dude, you had a fucking headache and a migraine at thirteen years old. You were tripping, kid. Um, dude, you you had sugar overload. B like like this this particular thing wasn't this like so as an adult now I, I suffer from sleep paralysis i've mentioned this in the past before it's a scary in between uh full rem full sleep deep sleep and you're awake and if any of you guys have never suffered from that before it's gnarly and it can be freaky and it can be scary and i've seen things and i have stories about certain things but your eyes are awake, but you're, you're deep with sleep. And that's what makes it scary because I have gnarly stories. This was not sleep paralysis at all. And, you know, it, it can be scary. It's that weird in between. Um, this this was not that. Like, like uh, I, I'm not a sleepwalker at all either. Uh, um, I'm a sleep 
talker. Like I've been known to wake up freaked out, throwing punches at my pillow, at my bed, you know, trying to shoot a double leg takedown on my bed post. Um, even my girlfriends, like I've been known to take down and, and double leg my girlfriends in, in my sleep and, and even kind of lash out and kind of punch. And I know it's terrible. And I'm ex-girlfriends that don't listen to this. I'm so sorry if I've clocked you before. Um, not my intentions at all. So, so, so sorry, ladies. I'm not that type of dude. But fuck me. I'm just a sleep fighter um, and, and a sleep talker. Um, so let's break this down again logically. Um, Take everything into account. I was number one, chubby. I was a chubby Josiah. Number two, headache. Number three, I was having a nightmare slash daymare. Because you were a chubby kid, maybe you were suffering from a panic attack. Maybe. Maybe you had too much cholesterol. Your higher cholesterol, salt intake as a kid, and, and you were, you know, you were a chubby kid. Maybe it could have been that. Um maybe you had too much sugar intake, kid. Um, and then the last reason is I have nothing else besides that. Um, I'm just trying to logically break down what the fuck happened to little Josiah at this time. Um, but that's exactly what happened to me and what I experienced and what I did in that situation to help calm myself and to get myself out of this feeling or this bad trip or this headache or daymare slash daymare now i was gonna leave this part out of the story like we were poor growing up and my dad like you would never fucking tell because my dad busted his ass and provided for us like i don't feel i'm poor right now at all at all I don't feel I'm living paycheck to paycheck, which is also great. Uh, life in Orange County is getting ex- expensive. But um, even back then, my dad did a lot for us, raising six kids. And we, like, it was a nice house we lived in at the time. Like, it was a beautiful fucking house. And we we had everything we needed. Um, and my dad would still take us everywhere. So it's not like we were... My, maybe my dad was cheap too is what it was like i feel i'm not cheap but now looking back my dad was cheap and i remember going to a garage sale a garage sale a yard sale whatever you want to call it because uh, my dad would he'd call him straight up we're going to gar- garbage we're gonna go garbage sale shopping this weekend thrift shopping whatever you want to fucking call it um and th- i remember this now distinctly now and it goes with the story too um my dad bought a bed, which is the, the blue bed I had. It was like a plastic-covered bed. And um, now looking back on it, it looks like, I swear to God, uh, he and I don't get along well these days. Um, but I swear to you, like this, this bed my dad purchased from a garage sale slash yard sale slash garbage sale for real cheap probably like three four bucks a mattress for little chubby josias that of course i put a a kovija on and you know a bed sheet on and um it this bed this plastic mattress looked like it had a blood stain on it growing up in santa ana and the yard sale was in santa ana like trying to explain it as a little kid you don't think about it, really. Um, 
again, my dad, we were the richest kids ever because of the way my dad was and the love and adoration and everything he gave us. Uh, the richest people ever. Um, we were, he was cheap. Uh, so now little chubby Josiah is sleeping on, on this mattress. Um, don't know. And I cannot for the life of me still explain. You know what? Maybe I did explain my way out of it. I was a chubby kid, high cholesterol, high sugar intake. Maybe that's what it was, dude. You had a fucking migraine on top of that, dude. You weren't feeling hot. You had a damer slash nightmare, dude. That's all it fucking was. Nothing else happened. You were just tripping. So logically, all of those can be taken into account, right? <laughs> right? I mean, and then I'm, I just gave you guys context now about the bed that I was sleeping on. And probably within three weeks, within a month of purchasing said bed and then having this experience go on. Um, it never happened again after that at all, even into my adult life. And it's not sleep paralysis because, again, I, I suffer from sleep paralysis. And I have a lot of weird stories about sleep paralysis that I'll probably go in. So I wanted to outspook you last week's story. And I hope I did. Like, I really wanted to play eerie music in the background for this one in particular, and I don't think it's needed. Uh, this is something I personally went through, personally experienced, and something I personally did and said to combat or get through whatever I was going through at the time when I was experiencing this whatever it was. And it wasn't a vision because I didn't see a damn fucking thing. So, yeah, um, yeah, I always know when I'm going to go long on these shows, and I knew this story was very long, and that spooky story talk week three, um, let me get, let me know what you guys think of this particular story, have you guys seen, or, or experienced this, because there's nothing to see, there's nothing to see here, um, there's nothing to see here. Um, yeah, how do you guys feel about this? I know I'm going to go over an hour today. I still got reviews to get through. Uh, question of the week, though, before I, I take a quick break is I know we've all been kids. The fun, the excitement, the no cares in the world attitude, the just being a kid. Children, kids, experiences, experiencing things uh, for the first time, going through life with fresh eyes. Understand we've all been fearless, unstoppable, bulletproof. Excited and excitable, energetic, rambunctious, and full of wonderment, but also weird, socially awkward, unconfident, terrified, bullied, picked on, pointed at, laughed at. Uh, question of the week, I, I thought it was fucked up uh, initially when I, when I wrote it, and it's the most simple question I could ask, and it, it, again, the most simple question I could ask. It took me a while to come up with this question, and it's going to make sense based on the review at the end of the show or the next segment of the show. But the question of the week is, what type of kid were you, and were you a good kid? It's way different than the question I asked a while back, what would you tell your younger self? But just in general, what type of kid were you? You know, as friends, as people, you know, as, even as family, we should know, um, especially as family, we should know how our siblings were. But um, as adults, no one really asks you what type of kid were you. Um, so even if a stranger ever asked you, how would you answer this? So, yeah, uh, I think the most fucked up part of this question is just the self-reflection self, self -reflection aspect of it. 
All right, guys, give me a few, and I'll be right back with some comic talk. Hey, this is, hey, this is Scott Snyder. I'm writing All-Star Batman, All-Star Batman uh, this year, and you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. I'm Mitch Garrett, the artist of Sheriff of Babylon. I'm Tom King, the writer of Sheriff of Babylon, and you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. Syndicate. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to the Comics Syndicate. Hi, my name is Brian Buccellato, and I listen to the Comics Syndicate. Hi, this is Chris Michelle, and we're hanging out here at Frank and Sons, and we're having a good time on a Sunday or Saturday afternoon, and uh, you're listening to me live on the Comic Syndicate. Hi, this is Brian Michael Bendis, and you are listening to the Comics Syndicate. Comic, comic talk. All right, guys. Welcome back to Comic Talk. Okay, let's hit it. Uh, I don't have a lot of time. Well, I can technically kill it in 20 minutes, so I'm going to take my time. Uh, I read a lot, and did I read a lot? I think I – you know what? I think I'll I'll say I read a lot. Um, I I read uh, The Last Ronin, issue number one through four, digitally, um, so I can catch up with the Oh No, Not Another One podcast. Um, with Sarah and, and Derek when they review The Last Ronin. So I read that. I got one more issue to go through. I'll probably kill that today. Um, and, and I've read some interesting ones. Um, okay, first one, let's hit. It's an image comics title. It's called Midlife or How to Be a Hero at 50. Brian Bucciolato, who's on the bumper you just heard right now, is a writer. Stefano Simone is the artist. Hassan Uatsamani Elahu is the letterer. Uh, this one was an interesting title. Uh, it's pretty much a firefighter who's a chief uh, firefighter, uh, works nothing but the desk work, and the art's amazing. It's beautiful, but we see this guy who is doubtful of himself as I don't know, as a man, as a as a person, even, but definitely as a firefighter. Like we see him as a good. Firefighter detective telling people, "Hey, dude, you gotta move your stuff out of here. We're gonna do an inspection. We don't want any of this stuff to catch on fire. Stuff like that. Blah 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 blah." But we see his workers in the fire department, his coworkers, uh, have this lack of respect and totally disrespect homeboy. Like he's writing up one of them, and the way homeboy is just talking to him, complete disrespect. And it's nuts because we see how homeboy is almost a pushover. And how dude even tells him, like, dude, you're a fucking pussy. You can't even – you're scared of fucking fire. So why the fuck are you even a fucking firefighter? And it's a good thing you're behind the desk. It's like, so just fucked up. And then we get dialogue later on from the story that this dude is is afraid of fires because his, his dad was a firefighter and a kick-ass one at that. And he ended up losing his dad uh, in a fire. So that's where mentally this kid, this guy grows up and and we get that aspect of him, his hangups about it. Uh, we see him finally in a different situation where one of the people he comes across who he goes to talk to and it's it's literally a, a bum living in like a, a shanty town and – this and he's they get along great and you can see the relationship they have like he's nice to everyone and he goes back later on the day and and it catches on fire the thing he was trying to avoid uh this this bum had a a a dog so as the tent's on fire the guy goes in uh, to save the dog and when he comes out unscathed and he realized something like shit something i'm different Uh, you know like the fire didn't affect me um 
is interesting. So I did enjoy the title. Um, I haven't read anything from, from Brian Bucciolato in the longest time. So very cool to read this one. Uh, I did enjoy it. Next one's going to be, and worth checking out. So if you guys want to find it, it's going to be, again, uh, Midlife or How to Be a Hero at 50. Next one is going to be The Return of the Superior Spider-Man. It's a Marvel Comics title. Dan Slott, I love him, is the story writer. Christos Gage does the script. Okay, so the story is Dan Slott. Christos Gage is the script. Mark Bagley, Ryan Stegman, Humberto Ramos, and Giuseppe Camoncalli are all the artists, and you'll see the difference between the art styles. And just to have Superior Spider-Man back, um, we don't necessarily have them back. I loved the Superior Spider-Man because it's pretty much Dr. Octopus's mind gets put into the body of, of Spider-Man slash Peter Parker and what Otto Octavius does with a younger body, a way more powerful body, but the mind of Dr. Doctor, Doctor Octavius, Dr. Octopus in this body. Um, so he's back. He did, he did something as the superior Spider-Man in the past. And, you know, since then, Dr. Octopus is back and Peter Parker has been in his body for the longest time already. But when Dr. Octopus was in the body, he had done something with a very powerful a person, character that he created and kind of locked them away. Um, so the superior Spider-Man is coming back and we see this, this, this person he put in locked up um, is very, again, very powerful and is after Spider-Man now. Uh, not knowing Dr. Octopus was in the body, uh, the chick breaks out. Dr. Octopus is doing his work and he wants to harness his power, you know, of this power. And um, he has no or little to vague recollection of everything he did as the superior Spider-Man. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, the superior Spider-Man come back. I don't know if it's just going to jump back into what he was going through or what he did as the superior Spider-Man. But um, that one was good. Next one and last one. You know what? I'm going to go along on this one. I read Wolverine number 26 and 25. It's pretty much Wolverine just going after his the last three clones. Uh, issue number 26, he hooks up with the Hulk to take out a Wendigo version of his clone. And another, uh, I believe, Patch. I believe Patch. And... Uh, the last one, issue number 27, Wolverine number 27, beautiful cover with him and Captain America. I'm like, okay, let's use this as the cover. But no, um, so they were good reads just rounding about and killing the last of Wolverine's clones. The art's okay. It's gritty. Um, he works with Captain America number 27. It was a good read. Um, but this is the one I want to talk about. Uh, another image comics title, and this one was really good and really touching in a weird, bizarre way. Uh, it's going to be called Fish Flies Number One and Number Two. Is what I re reviewed. Jeff Lemire, I love Jeff Lemire. I believe last week I spoke about Jeff Lemire. Jeff Lemire is such a great writer and slash artist. Uh, when he's able to to write, he kills it. But when he's when he has when he has the time to draw, his writing is beautiful now if you pull up his art please pull it up if you guys have time if you guys have never seen it type in jeff lemire l-e-m-i-r-e art so jeff lemire art and he's not for everyone 
like people can look at it and say this is ugly like it's not refined it's not pretty it's not pretty to look at but when he draws to what he's he's he when he's writing about essentially the story he's telling is amazing and it just works so well because it's 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 dark it's definitely gritty but it's dope and just beautiful so anyways that's a little bit about jeff lemire and if you guys can ever find the new 52 animal man stuff he was doing fantastic work in that and art and just a dark story just really good we're checking out so this one starts off with three friends teenage boys for the most part going to a little mini mart to get some ice cream it's a hot day so they're just walking over small dialogue between them but they finally get to this spot this mini mart where they see a bunch of fish flies have arrived and i did i've heard about these things because i've driven to vegas before and certain parts of Vegas, there's a bunch of, fuck me, I don't even think. And I know they're called different things from different regions of the world and even different regions of the United States. And even driving to Texas, like, there have been, like, a horde, literally, of locusts. Um, so I've seen that before. These ones are called lounge flies. I'm sorry, lounge lounge flies. I'm thinking STP. Um, about pilots. Um, fish flies is what this one in this area is particularly called. Now, these fish flies have arrived. And if you guys have experienced these in any part of the world you guys are at, please let me know because I want to know the difference in, in what they are called just for my nerd aspect. Um, so they come across this mini mart again. I know I've said that like five times. And all you hear is, actually, no, they, you don't even hear it yet because now there are kids, three kids, busting each other's balls like, you go. No, you go. And so one of the kids tries to make a first step. And all you hear is crunch. And he puts his foot back like, yeah, this is nasty. So again, they start busting each other's balls and they make a bet like, I'll give you 20 fucking dollars if you go. Fuck yeah, you got this. I can make it over there. But take off your shoes. He's like, for $20? All right, fuck it. I'll do it. So we see this happen. And um, as the boy is crossing, finally makes his way to the mini mart for 20 bucks now. As soon as he walks in, though, he sees the owner or even the cashier um, gentleman sprawled on the ground. Uh, just shot and now these see these bucks these these fireflies lounge flies these fish flies or or even on the men the man's body and then we see a man that's robbing this place as soon as he sees the boy he starts freaking out and points his gun at the little boy um and then we see after this that we see this man wake up in a field with the gunshot wound himself. And this is where the story gets a little weird. We see a little girl. Okay, so the man wakes up in a, in a, in a field. And he walks to a barn. And then we see this um, this young girl try to help out this, this man. And you can tell this little girl's intentions are weird. So the man shot up. Uh, we don't see the bugs on him yet. Actually, we do because we get dialogue from the little girl that I'll go through in a bit. Um, we see the little girl was just a weirdo, um, a little bit of a recluse herself as well. And we see her with good intentions again trying to help out this this young man. Um, we, we see her her dad as a drunk. Um, we also see this this man now. And And, you know this man that that got shot up like he's eaten up he's chewed up his face is beat up just jacked up he looks like uh the toxic avenger for the most part um minus the 
heavy on toxic, very low on avenging, um, just eaten up again, chewed up. And she still decides to help out this man anyways and takes him to her hiding spot too. She's like, my dad's going to be home soon. Uh, you probably shouldn't be here, but I have a hiding spot. Um, you can hang out there. Don't worry. No one ever goes there. Nobody knows about my hiding place. And then, so just lots of weird all around because this little girl's so trustworthy. This dude's shot up. This guy's chewed the fuck out, and she still takes him to her her hiding place. So this guy can can be safe. And and again, the way Jeff Lemire draws the little girl alone. Um, and I'm going to try to describe her because she's got a runny nose all the fucking time. You can tell, again, she's a recluse. You can tell she's a depressed little girl, but with a good heart, like a solid heart, and, and wanting to help people. And dialogue number two, issue number two, I'll go through right now. And again, the way just Jeff Lemire draws her, it's it's kind of sad, dude. Like, like it's really sad to see this girl. Um, so I think this is why book, this was book of the week, books of the week. Um, she's a good kid. Like, you know, she's telling the, the guy, like, you should, you should pray. Um, these bad things are happening to you because you did bad things to people. Um, so that's cute to see. Like it's it's cute. It's fucking adorable. Um, and and just to see that aspect. So she goes back home. You can stay here. Don't worry about it. I'll bring you food later. Um, so she goes home. Her dad's drinking. I'm gonna make some dinner. Dad, you want some supper? No, I'm fine. So he is just sitting, sitting, um, drinking up a storm and the young girl, we see her cook her dinner and it's just like a can of fucking beans. Like they're poor. They're shit fucking poor. Um, the, the dad's a dick to her. Um, she's scared of her dad, like just fucked up. So now she goes back home. Uh, again, when she's home and she goes back to, um, she goes back to her hiding place uh, with food, quote unquote, and actually, fuck, she didn't even fucking cook fucking beans, dude. It was a bag of, like, fucking saltine crackers is all she has to eat. She, like, eats half the bag, and she takes her her supper um, to the man now to help him out. And she grabs some aspirin from the restroom, and she goes back and, and to help out the, the man that shot up and beaten up and eat up, the Toxic Avenger minus the Avenger. And I brought you some supper. Here you go. And the end, tail end of issue number one, we see the turn. And we see the turn of, of the man that got shot up. And the turn we see is very interesting. So, geez, the best way to explain it is read it. <laughs> I don't want to give anything away, but we see the turn. I'll end it right there. Um, so issue number two. Fish flies number two. It starts off with a, a woman now walking, walking crunch, crunch, crunch to the same mini mart, walking up to and picking up one single bug and putting it into a container. Next, we see the scenes, pages, panels. We get this dialogue now from the little girl once again, and as she's saying, and this is fucked up to read it. And I'm going to give you dialogue, and I love Jeff Lemire. It's okay. Don't be scared. Did it hurt? Did it hurt? Sniffle. I bet it did. And the way he draws her, like, and then the experience she has at school, like, she gets picked on, she gets bullied, like, just to see that, it is fucked up. I'm sorry. Here you guys go. Sniffle. 
I bet it did. So her nose is always running. And then just to see that visual of this little girl is like sad, like, oh, poor, poor girl. Like someone get her a handkerchief. Um, I bet it did. I, I bet it hurt a lot. Oh, don't be sad. I told you this happened because you did bad stuff. You just got to do good stuff now. Okay. And, you know, as we see the expression on this thing's face now. Um, and I said, I didn't want to spoil it. Read it. Read it um, just for the visuals alone, and I'm, I'm going to spoil it a little bit, is Very is a Fly and Very District 9, if you guys have ever seen that movie. Those are two movies I, I can tell you guys without spoiling anything. You know, just a fucked up, gnarly scene, the way Jeff Lemire draws the little girl. And what she experiences at school, what she experiences with her dad, her personal life, the way, yeah, just fucking bizarre. Uh, um, fucked up, gnarly scene, beautiful scene, but fucked up. As you can see, this thing now, as she's telling this thing now, these things, the way Jeff Lemire draws it is just fucking sad. Like this thing now understands the girl like he draws the thing this creature with so much fucking empathy like you can see the humanization in this this character this thing where again it's like he he can understand the girl the way he draws like he conveyed the emotion in this thing's eyes and again worth checking out guys and she continues on guess you can't talk now that's too bad. I kind of wish you could talk. Be nice to talk to someone. Guess I should be scared. Most kids find bugs gross, but not me. As again, the way this thing creature bug is looking at her, it almost feels now bad for the little girl. And it's again, beautiful and fucked up to see. And it, it's it's gorgeous and Jeff Lemire, especially when he writes, when he draws his own dialogue, uh, his own writing, his own story is a beautiful thing. This is the perfect example for you guys. And if you guys want this digitally too, let me know. It's definitely worth picking up, purchasing, and buying, but it's definitely worth reading alone. Um, as we see, again, her school life on top of her home life, like just poor girl, you know, um, and I'm not going to go through the rest of the story. I want you guys to find this and, again, read it. Let me know what you guys think. And, again, yes, I know we were all kids. And, yes, I know some of us had it worse than others. And, and dude, example, Sarah from the story from shoutouts earlier today, like, to go through that at six years old, I'm sorry, dude. Like, I'm fucking sorry. No one should have to go through shit like that and... Even before you you sent that, Sarah, I read this and it's like, fuck, man, like how can I not have the, the, the question of the week be something so simple as as it was? And it's what type of kid were you guys and were you guys? Were you girls? I really hope you guys are understanding where my head is at a lot of times. And I'm, I know I'm everywhere. I know what type of kid I was. I was a fat, chubby kid with lack of confidence, dude, because I was so chubby and, again, no confidence. And, yeah, 
How, what kind of kid were you, were you guys? Uh, I'll catch you guys next week. Peace out. I was also a reader even back then. I I was a studious fucking kid. Um, Didn't have a lot of goals or ambitions, really. I knew I wanted to be a firefighter um, or a cop um, as as a young kid. Um, I wanted to be an astronaut. Every fucking kid does. Uh, I was a chubby kid. Lack of confidence. Uh, I used to get made fun of a lot because of my weight. And as a kid, I had to get thick-skinned really fucking quick. And I had to be smarter than everybody else. And not just smarter than everyone else. I had to be wittier than everyone else. So anytime anyone would make fun of me, I was able as a kid to take away that power from them. And I was able to make fun of myself take away everyone's ammunition from them so they can't tell me anything so I can verbally destroy them and talk shit back on them bag on them clown on them whatever you guys want to call it we used to call it bagging like fuck he's bagging on you so you bag back on them and you again take away someone's ammunition and go for the jugular throat punch them verbally and fucking rag on them talk shit on their mom (laughs) like your mama jokes were a fucking thing and just verbally destroy dismantle people which i grew to still have and i still do the same now except completely nicer because i don't i don't i i rarely hit anyone's moms anymore i know that sounds weird and bad and terrible but again it was a fucking thing Josiah still had a lack of confidence back then as far as talking to girls. Like, I was shy. I was shy as fuck. And even though I was funny, I think that helped me as a kid. Because I was funny, girls thought I was funny. Um, You're so cute. So I got that a lot. Uh, but never thought I would uh, lose the weight. And I never thought I would. And, like, I thought I would be alone my whole life. And never end up with a girl or feel the touch of a girl or a woman or, or date a girl or have a girlfriend. Like like just those things that I went through as a kid. Now, as a kid, I, I grew up with great morals because of my dad and hard work. I learned hard work and work ethic by watching my dad. Um, and work ethic is not one of those things you can teach to people. But I was able to see my dad. And I always knew hard work could pay off. And... And it did, and and it does, and I still believe it. I, I completely agree and firmly believe that it does, and still do. So um, I was faithful. I was religious. Uh, when I, I, it wasn't until I got older, until I got more jaded in life, and the fears, and the work, and the the bills, and and what real life is, and loss is, and heartbreak is, um, and in heartbreak is. Like, I didn't get jaded until I was an adult. And I was never a depressed kid while I was at it. I was the, I was the happiest chubby little bastard you guys would have ever seen. Um, so I wasn't a bad kid. Uh, I didn't start ditching until I was in, in, in high school proper. And I lost a lot of weight because I joined uh, 
wrestling the tail end of my freshman year and I lost all my weight. And I, I gained more confidence in myself. Still was shy as fuck, still couldn't talk to a girl. But that's where I gained my confidence. And I still had my beliefs. My, my beliefs were still a firm part of my life at the time. And again, um, I love the Josias I am now. Uh, young Josias was that type of kid. And he was a good kid. He wasn't a bad fucking kid. He was a good fucking kid. And I'm glad... I'm glad I had that little Josias. Like, I swear, I'm so glad for that kid. Because he doesn't know how good he was for me growing up. So, the self-reflection is fucking weird. But, um, yeah, that was uh, what I was like as a kid. If you guys don't mind sharing, please feel free to hit me up and tell me what type of kid you guys were. I would love to hear it. And if you guys have any spooky stories like the one I spoke about earlier, please share those. Um, also, please, if you guys like the show and are liking the show, please subscribe, like, the show anywhere you guys listen to podcasts share the podcast wherever you guys can i would greatly appreciate it if you guys are able to leave reviews please leave a review i'm probably going to start reading reviews again i haven't done that in a long time but a lot of those ones i i have seen pop in and i'm like i gotta start reading these again and there's no way i would be keeping this going as long as i have without you guys and i greatly appreciate it and love you guys today is legit proper my birthday october 17th 2023 compared to what i was doing last year with my dad and what i experienced with that and my dad knowing and, and remembering just re recollecting it's my birthday when the doctors were full of shit telling us bullshit things was beautiful to have and for him to even tell me, like, mijo, happy, birth happy, happy birthday, mijo, was number one, beautiful. And for him, when I'm about to take off, he's holding my hand. And this is way before he passed because this is October 17th. My dad did not pass until November 20th. He holds my hand and he tells me, Josias, just make sure you always keep the family together. And to get that for my birthday last year and to associate now my birthdays not being the best in the past and then now to have my birthday i know it's always going to be associated with that and then yesterday seeing my nephew and now having a, a, a new beautiful memory to, to associate my birthday with is beautiful so there's nothing else I'd rather be doing. Well, hanging out with my, my nephews and my nieces, number one. My family slash is a close number two. And doing this, like, I, it would probably be number three. And at least I get to do that. And, uh, yeah, I love it. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Share the podcast. I knew it was going to be long. I will catch you guys next week. Peace out.